Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th. And remember, we all flourish with joy. Welcome to a Joy podcast from LGBTQIA plus community radio station Joy 94.9. For more information and tons of other podcasts, head to joy.org.au. Um, and our next guest is in studio with us. We have Emily Sexton, who is the artistic director of Arts House, um, who we chat to quite often about all the amazing shows they have coming up. And the latest one is Frame, the biennial of dance. Emily, thank you for joining us. Thank you. I was actually the six-year-old who saw Les Mis as their first show. So um, I know it very well and I can tell you all about every song. Unfortunately, it's really deep within my subconscious, every single lyric. So it really had an impact on you as a six-year-old, did it? Yeah, the French Revolution. (laughs) Part of everyone's childhood, right? right. No, I just, the drama of it was epic and there's children performing in the show and you project True. yourself immediately into that yeah. role so well there's a child in in, in the logo of the show yes, isn't true. it yeah True, so, yeah. yeah yeah oh wow fantastic because we were talking at the head of the show for uh, josh pitterman who's off to london to star in it yeah so. it's a big deal isn't it mm. i think i mean it says a lot about australian performers um that you know and i know blake bowden's part of the um phantom show that just closed sarah bowden his sister is on broadway as well you know like we, mm. we really do punch above our weight mm. when it comes to, um, yeah, no, on now the why, international why, stage. Why do you know so much about uh, Broadway stars and you know, musical theatre? Well, uh, <laughs> these are the people I grew up with, um, you know, and really, like, um, you know, I, you know, Blake, I went to university with in Sydney. Uh, okay. You get to a certain point, I'm turning 40 this year, and your peers are out there making work you know yeah. and they're um, they're running Melbourne Theatre Company and they're do you know they're, they're making culture happen right. so um, yeah it's quite a beautiful thing actually to age isn't it yeah, and to see, it is yeah and grow, to growing with other people that's right yeah. growing with yeah. other people over yeah. a long time I guess especially within a relatively small community mm-hmm. like Australia's yeah. art scene um, yeah you get to see the people that you started out with become all different versions of themselves. Mm. Well, give us a bit of a background on who you are. Oh, um, so I'm a, I've been at Arts House uh, for four years. Um, before that, It I must have been tough uh, for a place like Arts House uh, for yeah. the last couple of years. It was tough for everyone, wasn't yeah. it? But I think um, my role, I was telling uh, someone the other day, it really was, I spent, I feel like I spent two years holding independent artists mm through um, not just a questioning of their whether they'd have a future in this industry, but also um, a moment where their their crisis was completely invalidated because they weren't they weren't essential and they weren't eligible for any kinds of yep. support. A lot of them, some yep. of them were, but yep. so many weren't. So that's what I spent my days doing in my spare bedroom. It was awful. Like, yeah. I can't put it behind me yeah. enough. Well, no, well, go go uh, back a bit. Mm. You know, about your your career. Yeah. So 
I was very lucky. At 24, I was um, creative producer for Melbourne Fringe Festival. So that really laid the ground for me, I guess, in terms of all parts of what this city's culture is. Um, that's how I met my partner. Hey. That's how I, you know, like it, I think Fringe touches everybody in different yep. ways. It's almost unavoidable. It's yep. it, it brings people into it like its own kind of weather system, I think. Um, from Fringe, I was running Next Wave Festival after that. Yep. And then I needed a bit of a breather from the kind of performing arts scene that in that way. So I spent time as um, programming at the Wheeler Centre and that was wonderful to be in a literature, media, publishing conversation for a while. But I missed home ground of um, performing arts. So, yeah, that's when I joined Arts House. And it's been happy. Most of, Mostly, it's well, been a very happy time. Yeah. Uh, and got a very good reputation. So, Thank congratulations you. on that. Yeah, thanks. I think we – I'm proud that um, – of, like, quite sort of – Fundamental things we pay every artist. I think that's uh, I think that's important, and I, I'm proud that um, we sort of sit between. You know, we're not uh, Belvoir, but we're or you know a major theatre company, but we're also not a very small outfit. We sit mm. in this quite unique zone. It used to be used to be more common that there was that intermediate kind of place for independents and small to medium companies, but I think the the cultural infrastructure has changed a little bit and. Uh, it's less common now. So I'm, I'm really glad that we sort of hold the line as, as a place where people yeah. can create professional work independently on their own terms. Now, what about f- the finance? You know, like, mm. uh, how, how are you going on that front? You know, like, you're, you're supported by the City of Melbourne. We're actually part of the City of Melbourne. So it um, was a very safe harbour through COVID. Right. Um, and it meant that, yeah, I mean, the city was very much steadfast in its support of the arts through that. And I think they know... That there's a lot to be lost in not defending uh, our sort of place as a cultural capital. There's been so much invested in it, and to not protect that would be a real waste. Um, so, yeah. So we had a we relatively were you know we weren't I guess exposed to the commercial impacts that others were, and that was a real privilege. Um, uh, yeah, no, I forget the rest of your question. Well, well, no, no, just the finances. <laughs> oh, right, yeah, yes. Yeah. And then we're also supported by the Australia Council and then we kind of uh, work in partnership um, with a range of different festivals. Yeah. Fringe, Rising, Midsummer, Yurimboy, um, yep. you name it. We're sort of always, I guess, using our relationships to broker more support for artists right. in different ways. And contemporary dance has been a big one for, you, for you guys over mm. the years. Yep. Um, so tell us, what's this one that's on <laughs> so coming up? So many people will be aware there was a festival for 10 years called Dance Massive. Yep. Um, and this, through COVID, um, we, we took the opportunity to work with about... 500 dancers across the community to investigate what the festival was doing and what else it could do Um, and it was quite hard work (laughs) but we've emerged the other side and now we have Frame which is a biennial of dance Um, it's an experiment this year but we have brought together 17 different organisations across the state including um, Punctum working out in Castlemaine um, including Bunjil Place out in Cranbourne Um, and yeah we're really um, trying to I guess spread this love of dance that Melbourne has absolutely kind of come to um, and also empower artist decision-making as part of that. So every organisation pays for an artist to be part of the curation of the program, which I think is great. We're all about employment, actually. So it's been a very... um, 
It's been a really good sector recovery exercise, actually, because dancers, I think, in particular, you know, not dancing for two years, like, they actually does something weird to Mm. your, not just your body, but also your mind. Yeah, well, you you (laughs) heard all the stories about injuries that people were getting from, you know, know, rehearsing and stuff at home. Mm. Yeah, it's, um, and I was talking to a young dancer the other day who's just joined Australian Dance Theatre in South Australia. She did a whole degree in a bedroom. Like, as a dancer, I think that's, it's... It's claustrophobic. It's weird, right? Mm. Um, So, yeah, she just had this joy of... Being able to be in the studio, and mm. I—that's a bit tragic. But she's here, you yeah. know, and she's doing really well. Yeah. Um, but what we have is this dance festival that's really quite eclectic. You know, we um, we have an amazing dance uh, film program. There's really cool things happening at the substation in Newport. The Centre for Projection Art is working with some very uh, interesting artists like um, Megan Beth. Beckwith or um, Matt Gingold and Philip Cusquier and, and they're, you know, they're really um, putting dance film into all sorts of different kinds of sites like at the Abbotsford Convent or the Brunswick Mechanics Institute. Um, yeah, so there's th- that kind of component to the program which mm. has sort of expanded its remit from what we used to do. Mm. Um, and then at Arts House we've got five shows over four weeks. Okay, well tell us about those five shows. Thank you. Well, uh, we're going to open with this double bill of South Asian artists. So uh, one of them is an um, amazing artist I've admired for a long time called Raiden Peterson. They are a extraordinary um, a trans person who, who really queers um, Indian, classical Indian dance, and they're doing it this time with a whole lot of lasers from Robin Fox. So it's going to be super um, expansive and kind of exciting. <laughs> um, so I'm looking forward to Raina. Raina does... Um, I'd, I'd, oh. I've, I've, I think I've seen the perform with Moira Finnegan. Is, would that be yes, right? Yes, you would have. Yeah. That's right. So Raina will be the first part of the evening, and then the other... The other half of the evening is um, a man from Sydney called Raghav Handa, who I first worked with mm, 10 years ago as part of Next Wave Festival. But um, Raghav works with a musician um, and and sort of uh, queers Katak dancing, and they really um, invert what is quite a traditionally quite hierarchical relationship between the dancer and the musician, and it becomes quite playful. So that's a double bill. I think it'll be a really satisfying evening. Yeah, it sounds fantastic. Um, We also have a very special guest coming over from um, all the way from uh, oh let me get it correct um, uh, Jermaine Akogni is the um, what's called the mother of contemporary African dance she's coming all the way from Senegal wow um, it's really she's 79 she won the um, Golden Lion at the Venice Biennale she is you know, a real icon. And this show is kind of semi-autobiographical, so it really takes you through her story. Wow. That has been the hot ticket since yeah. we went on sale because I think it is such a precious opportunity yeah. to see someone like that. Mm. And really, I always think it's so um, enticing to sit with dance, in particular when you get to kind of see where things come from and why. You know, when you watch Lucy... Well, Lucy Guerin's show actually in, in the festival is um, happening at Acker and it's the last 21 years well, of Well, we've her got her shows. coming oh, on. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, so that'll be great. You know, 21 performers, 21 yeah. years, 21 shows. Yeah. All, and I think seeing history and dance because it's ephemeral is very, in, you know, it's really interesting and, and rewarding, I think. Um so there's lots of things. There's also Chunky Move and Lucy Guerin are both putting all their um, classes on for free for the whole month. 
and there's a lot of programs that are seeking participation. So there's, if you're interested in dance, there's a lot of opportunities to get involved. Right. Well, you know, it sounds like such a great program, and and it was b- before COVID. And uh, oh, but why why did you change the name? Because it did it have a reputation? I thought it did. It had a good reputation. Yeah. I think we just felt like thing the the sort of the context had changed, and and the festival is different, and it, were, it was worthy of kind of investigating a, a new perspective on it, really. And mm. I'm kind of a fan of letting things. Die <laughs> and starting something new. I oh, think it's okay. quite unusual within our yeah. within our. It's we called a phoenix, to hold it? on <laughs> to things really sometimes beyond their purpose. Right, and okay. for this, I think we felt like those ten years were successful. We, uh, you know, prior. I remember there wasn't really an audience for contemporary dance before Dance Massive. It really showed people yep. that it's a, a yep. form that is not to be. St- Feared <laughs> that it's actually quite enjoyable, but but yeah. you guys at um, uh, you know like, uh, you know North Melbourne Town Hall, mm-hmm. you really f- forged um, the contemporary oh, dance you. there, didn't you? We've done a we're very interested in it. I think um, so. Yeah, I think we've. I think Dance Massive was a success. It created, you know, it it, it built that audience, and now we can sort of explore something else. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, when does it all start for you guys? First of March. Right. And it runs for the entire month. Yep. It's not a. It's not one of those festivals when you're like, oh god, overwhelming. It's actually quite spacious. You know, it's got the. You've got the whole month to kind of, you know, dip in and out and and really enjoy it. So mm. it should be fun. Okay. And what's it called again? Frame, a biennial dance, every two years. <laughs> every two years. Framebiennial.com.au. Right. Well, lovely having you in the studio today. Thank you both. Thank you so much. We've been ta- talking to Emily Sexton here on Joy 94.9, Sunday Arts. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community radio station, Joy 94.9. For more podcasts or to support Joy by becoming a member, donating or subscribing, head to joy.org.au. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy. Joy.